Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. We're going to talk about musicals and all the lessons that they have taught us. I have learned so many answers to questions on Millionaire Hot Seat from musicals and listening to this show. I can't even tell you how smart musicals make me. And that's why we want to share our knowledge with you. My name is Miranda Selwood. I will be hosting the episode today and with me at the table, Julie Eisentrager. Hi, Julie. How are you? Uh, I'm well, thank you. Do you enjoy a little bit of Millionaire Hot Seat? I, I was thinking... Thinking to myself as you said that, I don't even know what channel that would be on. I don't know where to oh access. I'm I'm more of a like uh, the chaser kind of gal. And do they have a lot of musicals knowledge related questions? Like a little bit here and there. Well, yeah. no, it's not necessarily musical related, which no, is the beauty right. of this musical. Because anything that has to do with prohibition, I'm like Jager Hoover, Annie. I'm I'm with you. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> like I, out of context, but I know things. But I know the answer to that. Um. So yeah, like I get I get where you're going. It's just a different game show. Yeah. One uh-huh. of the chases actually lives in the valley. BTW. Wow, Ooh. that's great news for people. Yeah, I mean, they don't care, but we do. <laughs> it isn't just Julie and I talking about game shows today. We do have a guest here. Hello. Hello. And who are you? My name is Emma June Curick. Hello. Hi. And where do you come from? Who I'm who from the you? Gold Coast. Truly. From the Golden Coast. I'm from the Golden Coast, indeed. From the GC. Julie, do any of the chasers live on the Gold Coast? Let me think about that one. <laughs> No. No. If they did, they don't anymore. You're safe. Uh, that's <laughs> fine. Um, and you are a lover of musicals from way back. Yeah, absolutely. Music theatre nerd from my early, early days. Early days. Do you yeah. remember the first musical you ever saw? Fame the Musical. <gasps> I'm sorry about yeah. that. And then you saw a good one. Yep. <laughs> no, I actually loved it. I was mostly oh, a dancer no. back then. So uh, I was living yes. my best little dancer life. And this is connecting some dots for me, though. Building you as a person. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you've bought this musical today. Like, that makes that tracks. Definitely became a Kelly Abbey convert out of out, after that. So I think that also definitely connects to the show that we're doing today as well. It mm. does. I love a bit of Kelly Abbey. She has done wonderful things for musical theatre and dance both commercially and theatrically in Australia and uh, she's done very well for herself and she is a local gal she's a Queenslander from round here I did not know that yeah there we go do you want to hear a cool story oh here we go (laughs) Kelly Abbey came to see me in the hospital when I was the wee little baby and I'd just been born I feel like we have heard this story before yeah and thus you were anointed she went to school with my sister and that's why I'm a dancer that's right yeah wait (laughs) Is there anyone famous that also came to see you as a child? I feel like... Everybody. 
There's was, other names. I got born and there was just this this parade of people just like, coming Did they by follow a star? <laughs> and like, yeah. there's, it's like there's three wise choreographers yes, and there's a whole yeah. thing going on. Yeah. yeah. My fantastic story. My claim to fame is that Britney Spears called my house one time and that's always my like big story of Wow. That yeah, is a cool story. Toss. Why did she call your house? Um we knew sort of some of her team members and so f- um friends birthdays and so through parents and parents and friends teed it up that she would call for their birthday and my mum of course was like she has to talk to Emma because Emma's a dancer and all of that <laughs> and so and I thought she was joking like Mum's going, Britney Spears is on the phone for you. I was like, yeah, okay, mum, bye. <laughs> and no, and everyone's kind of standing around the phone. This is back when we still had, you know, landlines. Yes. And it was, it was her on the phone and I spoke to her for about 30 seconds. Oh, my God. Had no idea what to say, of course. I don't think I asked what her anything. What do you say to Britney that. Spears? Yeah, hi. <laughs> How are you? Like, um, well, yeah. thank you. Have you seen her on TikTok at the moment? No, I I'm a little bit of a – I don't have TikTok. I'm she uh, – I'm a little bit old. I mean, I'm too old to have it, but I have it anyway. Um, <laughs> she's either insanely good at marketing herself where she, like, is just a bit loopy. Like, she does these dances that I, I can't even begin to explain what I she's doing. I don't think it's But that. she's either great at marketing or just losing the – Plot again. Yeah. A little of column A, a little of column B. <laughs> like if let's I smoke all the it's both. Let's hope it's both. Well, let's find out some more amazing, wonderful um, secrets about famous people. And Emma, are you ready to do the getting to know you quiz? I'm so excited oh, wow. for this next bit. Here we go. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Wow, it was bright. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Really light, lovely. Yeah. I didn't go too brassy today. No, you, there just was barely an Ethel Merman in sight. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like so far away. Okay, let's it. do the quiz. Let's get to this. Okay. Here we go. Which musical character would other people compare you to? I did actually have to ask some people because I honestly had That's no good. idea. Research is great. We enjoy. I, I got Belle. That was, that was what came back, which I don't know if I agree with, but that's what I got. I got Belle from Beauty mm-hmm. and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy a good book? I do. I'm definitely a bookworm. So it kind of tracks. So do we'll you see people that. for who they are on the inside? And no, I'm extremely off, superficial. Oh. And well, that's all. Fair. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Well, other people don't think you are, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> musical, uh, sorry, which musical character would you like other people to compare you to? Well, in honour of Hamilton just dropping... I would love, you know, Angelica Schuyler. I think she's a badass. Angelica. What's the, what's the other one? And yeah, I haven't, we haven't watched it yet. Oh, no, 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 we haven't. Susan. <laughs> Susan. Susan. Angelica and Susan. And isn't there a third one? Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. Is Angelica the one that's added on to the end? No, that's Peggy. That, ah, and Peggy. That's what I was thinking of. This went entirely off track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us a why? I... I'm very intellectual, I would say. So the book thing definitely tracks and she's very book smart. Um, there's that book theme again. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah, a book yeah. thing going on. And I'd like to think I'm as sort of good at advocacy and politics and all of that. I'm probably not, but I'd like to think that I am. And you aspire to be. Yeah, I aspire I'm sure to be. Are. It's aspirational. Sure. That's exactly That's it. Right. Wonderful. Well, I think it's a good thing to aspire to be. Um, what is your dream role? Well, it is Matilda, but obviously that time has passed. Oh, no, 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 never say <laughs> no, 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 never say never. We have spoken on the show before about our um, nursing home production of <gasps> Annie. Oh, uh, so we'll I think it's actually started with nursing home production of Chicago. 
was it? Is yeah. that when it started? So, you know. Is not too different to some of the casting that happens on Broadway anyway, <laughs> let's be honest. Nursing so, Home Chicago. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Some of, yeah. Some of the Velmas are uh, getting on. I'm just saying, you know, find the right crowd. and It's very true. That's you right. You can still make age, it happen. Age is a concept really, isn't it? That's correct. Okay, so <laughs> Matilda or um, Baker's Wife, which I technically have already done, but I would like to do again. I was very young when I did it. There's a lot of take two sometimes. Yeah, yeah it does 17 take 17 was a little... Was a <laughs> you missed, you missed my young. Into Woods joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I said yes. it does take two. Anyway, oh. never mind. Let's move on Applause. to your favourite. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite sometime? Into the Woods. It is yeah, Into with the a, Woods. Assassins is a close second. Ah, an interesting second. It's great. Yes. Can someone do it? I want to see it. It was meant to be a production on the Gold Coast that got stopped because of COVID. So yeah, fingers crossed. Can someone do it? <laughs> well, I want to see it. <laughs> I'm well, sure they'll get around to it. Three um, woman version. Post COVID. <laughs> That'd be fun. That would actually be fun. Would it be confusing as a historical piece? I think it do is. Do we find Hamilton confusing as a historical piece? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. I'm saving it and uh, Julie and I are going to watch it next week. All so. Right, I'll- yeah, don't – no spoilers. Yep. We've, <laughs> we've done a Hamilton episode. I haven't. No spoilers. So we good. Go. Great. Okay. Uh, what's your go-to shower song? Probably something from Millie, Not For The Life Of Me Ooh. or Forget About mm. The Boy. Or, oh. Yeah. I like these shower these songs. good options. Yeah. I've, shower's a great place to get a, a nice – Get you um, going for the day. Yeah. You know, something a little bit upbeat and – Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. I'm going to incorporate too, that You can just pretend mind. that you can <laughs> – Fully belt those notes. It's going to be great. in my repertoire now. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Cool. Um, we'll look forward to the shower album from you, Julie. We should do a shower album. Josh Groban was doing shower songs. Did you see that during – that's his that's thing. His He's been COVID singing thing. in the shower and it's like a thing now. So yeah. all Hasn't gotten it. that far yet. Haven't seen it on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably a little bit more our age anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's all over Facebook. What are you talking about? Um, His MySpace page is going bananas (laughs) right now. Uh, You have to delete a musical. It is time. This is the one I really struggle with. Can't be Cats. It can't be Cats. I know. It's very dead. Um, And if anyone was concerned about it, I did clean up my room today and find my Cats DVD. So for everyone who was stressed that I couldn't find it. I I was stressed. But there's other things I'm stressed about in that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Look, it's going to be controversial and a lot of people are not going to like it, but it's probably Blood Brothers. Okay. Oh, I'm really not a sure. I mean, it's, it's, I, a, it's a bit dark. It's a bit... I've just... I don't know. I just don't connect to it. I don't know why. Mm. Um, and maybe not like delete it from existence, but let's. we don't need to do it again. It's been done a lot and it can just it go just and sit on the shelf and... Put it in the Thanks box. Thanks so much. But, oh, look, I um, can't judge anyone. We'll call you. Deleted yeah. musicals. I can't because there's so many musicals that people are like, I love this musical. I hate it. Hate it. So, I think that's the first one for that one. So yeah. definitely the first one for Blood Brothers. Thank you for bringing something new to the table. Do what I can. <laughs> we appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about the show that you have brought us today. In fact, we're all going to get Footloose. Oh, 
Miranda, you're not allowed to dance during the breaks. Why not? Because we're talking about Footloose. Oh. Oh, and dancing is a crime. Dancing is a crime and it's also kind of a crime right now. Yeah, this is right? – it's topical that we're talking yeah. about it right now. Um, in our state, in Australia, in Queensland, uh, we have just had pubs and clubs <laughs> reopen um, but no dancing allowed. You just have to sit quietly and listen to the music. Which I think was a bit tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> <laughs> like was I, it though? Yeah. I don't think she – she's not that stupid. Like, well, <laughs> I don't think she's stupid, no. I, I, I just think that there was an element of perhaps it's not the landscape she's been operating in for a while. Maybe, yeah. And it seemed Although like a realistic p- thing to say. I also have not operated in that landscape for quite some <laughs> True. time. True. Um, but I'm fairly aware that there is usually some movement around a bar area. I enjoy maybe um, if we implemented the, um, what is it, two square metre rule mm. into into yes. a club in the in the valley. Um, and so people just had to gyrate without touching the other person <laughs> like they usually would. So instead of, Maybe everyone say, could just wear a hula hoop around them. <laughs> or hoop skirts. Like Let's get hoop skirts back in. I'm all Although, for it. Yeah. Um, they I did not bring uh, hoop skirts in to Footloose to solve their non-dancing problem, but their their issue with dancing was was the devil worshipping side of it. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, it comes out of uh, a tragic accident that happens, and so like a lot of. Um, people dealing with grief and trauma instead of tackling the problem they just sort of try and find something to blame and it's an easy fix which is to blame dancing they were at a dance when they when this accident happens that's the reason that it happened rather than (laughs) sort of dealing with the underlying reasons for it Uh, if only they'd been at like chess club or something (laughs) (laughs) that's it no more chess no more chess that's the the solution to everything chess clubs just stop okay um so let's talk footloose uh are you able Pardon me, my speeching is coming back in. Are you able to give us the elevator pitch? So we just need the. Uh, <laughs> are you is ready? This the two yeah, minutes. I'm ready. Two minute, right. A two minute rundown of the synopsis of Footloose. I'm going to try. Okay. We've already brought up some of the issues, so it should be go. super easy. When. Uh, okay, when I'm talking. So, Ren McCormick, he's our hero. He's living in Chicago with his mum. His parents are recently divorced and he's about to move to this small town with his mum. His dad is now out of the picture. So they move to this tiny little town in the middle of nowhere called Beaumont uh, where he very quickly meets the reverend who's the sort of moral leader of the town Um, and we also meet his wife, Vi, and his daughter, Ariel. Ren's definitely into Ariel straight away but it turns out that she's got a boyfriend who's like the local bad boy. So she's doing the preacher's daughter in public but is sort of got this rebellious thing going on mm-hmm. classic uh, in the background yes, yes exactly so there Ren kind of goes okay that's not an option he makes friends with a local cowboy named Willard who can't really dance and lets him know that dancing is actually illegal in the town Ren's obviously devastated because in the opening number we learned that dan- Ren's quite a good dancer and it's sort of yeah. his creative outlet he enjoys to get I believe footloose, footloose that's right and fancy free so uh, he meets Willard and then 
essentially we go into teenage drama a little bit and so you know Ren likes Ariel um, Ariel's got some stuff going on with her father in particular because of all the rebellious things and we start to learn that maybe there's a reason for that which is connected back to the tragic ac- accident that we mentioned earlier yeah more t- <laughs> spoilers and so then uh, at the end of act one Ren essentially says this is rubbish we should be able to have a dance and they decide to protest this law and they're going to uh, challenge this idea and they're going to try to, for a dance which completely divides the town and so now we have the young people against the church congregation uh, who you know and we go into this battle for where the dance can happen ah! <laughs> it's teenage okay drama. is always shorter <laughs> totally teenage <laughs> drama Ren falls in love with Ariel Chuck's not having it um, we get a little bit of some problematic behaviour in regards to sort of partner violence and Ariel sort of um, gets hurt by Chuck the dad's not having it in the end, though, we all sort of sort out our differences. Dancing's not a crime. Woohoo. <laughs> Did I thing. win? Yes. Yeah, you win. Yay. Um, was there a little bit we brushed over right in the end there? A little bit, but it, it all comes back to that idea around, um, I guess, the interpersonal relationships between Ariel and her dad and her mum. And, so, and it turns out that um, the reason for the law being changed was Ariel's brother was one of the four um, four teenagers that was killed in a tragic car accident. That's why we changed the law. And so it's working through all of that grief and trauma mm. for the community. I, mean, I kind of assumed that. Like I haven't seen the movie before. Yeah. But even listening to the soundtrack, I'm like, oh, well, clearly the past <laughs> clearly. Is something is dead. <laughs> yeah, and something. I think at one, at one point he even says, like, this law is not about dancing. It's a tribute. And you're like, well, didn't know That's that we did that with laws but okay yeah, yeah. so um, there's definitely there's definitely some interesting um look let's say the book's not the greatest <laughs> we I'm should acknowledge the that book, not- the book was written by no um so this the musical came out in 1998 and it was based on the film which was from 20 30 mm. years earlier no 10 the 80 yeah late 15. 80s 13 years. Oh, no, 84. 84, yeah, yeah. Um, of the same name. So um, they sat on it for a little while and then the same team sort of came back to it. Yeah. So um, a big, you know, driver of both the movie and then its transfer into musical form um, is Dean Pitchford who uh, wrote the lyrics and the screenplay. Yeah, he wrote the screenplay and it was based on a, inspired by a true story that had actually happened in the States. So um, That's the most absurd part about all of this. (laughs) Yeah, and so he had sort of heard about this town where um, dancing had been outlawed from the town's inception and then in the, I think it's the late 70s, one of the young people said, well, we should get to have a, a senior prom thinking that wouldn't be that big a deal and it turned into this massive controversial uh, issue well you'd assume it would be maybe then like not so much maybe the um the accident side of the footloose story but probably just the devil worshipping side Absolutely. of the story sex drugs and rock and roll all leads to bad things for our young people definitely very bad that side of terrible things. and we actually see that that i guess parable over and over again hmm. in a lot of different shows. Um, it, it reminds me a bit of a bunch of other things, but it it's, I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking this is a jukebox show and it's not. No, it's an interesting combination. So they've taken, there's a lot, obviously the soundtrack to the movie is quite yeah. iconic, mm. um, particularly so the title track, but then they've also, they've taken the songs from the soundtrack, but the movie's not a musical and then they've written original songs 
and tried to fit them together. Tried to. To varying success, I but would even, say. Tried to. Even the soundtrack for the movie was written for the movie. That's right. So it was it wasn't that they just took pop hits of the day and threw them into the movie because that sounds fun and then maybe wrote Footloose to give it a mm. you know specific feel but um all of those songs that I you know we know iconically as being from Footloose you think of as pop hits because they were pop hits after being after, included yeah. written for the film yeah absolutely and our friend Dean Pitchford <laughs> um, had his fingers in every one of those little pies. So he was writing lyrics with all those pop stars to produce those songs. So I didn't even know that until I started looking into it. I didn't know. This is me finding out that Holding Out for a Hero was written for, for a hero Footloose, was which is blowing my Footloose. mind. Yes. Um, I, think, I don't think they did a particularly good job of when writing the musical writing songs that thematically kind of fit the sound of the others like that came from the movie because like they have some some rather sweet kind of like balladish songs in there that if you just like maybe added a little bit of synth or something to connect it to the other songs in the score I think that were pre-existing feel that 15 year difference you I think you can feel it and I don't think it sits well. I don't think it helps tell the story. Because I, I think th- it, it breaks up the story too much. Then you're like, oh, well, here's a song from the past. It's going to be slow. It's going to, like. <laughs> I agree about the yeah. orchestrations too. Re listening to it, I really think that they had done quite a good job of translating, you know, what we know as pop songs and keeping them, uh, you know, connected to the original but translating them into the music theatre space Mm. you know even the arrangement for holding out for a hero where she does like the verse slow at the beginning like it really kind of helps us get into it as a pop number but then those traditional music theatre songs particularly for the reverend there's even like a harpsichord sound in them at one point with this flute like that's the wrong electronic instrument (laughs) piece and it also kind of um, some of the melodies and particularly I confess there's some really like thematically heavy yeah. stuff in there yeah. but there's not enough weight I think in some of the orchestrations whereas a lot of the pop stuff is actually more epic than yeah, some of these like, I think should be these epic there's a lot of numbers. odd choices in there too and yeah. vocally there's a lot of odd choices especially for holding out for a hero I don't know who the, the woman was singing it on the original cast recording but she would growl at the most inappropriate times I'm like why did you growl there when like three words later that's where the emphasis needs to be like just some weird choices in there people well there's there's some I don't know whether it's how much of it is in the performance and how much of it is in the orchestration but there are they do feel like moments where they've taken the songs that we know from from the movie and changed them just enough so that you can't sing along Yes. Like it, or yeah. it feels yeah. like a deliberate just choice to go, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to change the rhythm of that line so that when you're singing along, you'll get caught up well, and it'll and make you stop and listen to it. They keep updating it too. I think it, you can always tell that a show hasn't quite nailed itself if it keeps moving. I mean, I mm. think chess is also a really good example of yes. how, you know, even, even the original <laughs> authors are still not quite happy with the song placement mm. or they need to change it. And they, um, in the recent Kennedy Center revival, um, Walter Bobby, who was one of the co-writers and the original director, they have sort of tried to do a little bit of an update and they've shifted some things. I've added Ariel into learning to be silent and some of those pieces where you're like, oh, actually... If, if you feel like you need this much adjustment, 
we were never there to begin with in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that... um, I, I still love it as a show. I think there's so much there and I do think that thematically there's some really interesting stuff to be delved into, um, but there's also a lot that's not great. We just went <laughs> back and just we just did a little tweaky, tweaky here and there. You know who – okay, this is – this. I don't like this coming out of my mouth. Just let it be known that this is gross, but <laughs> – There's always – I think someone who potentially could thematically make this link together a little bit better – Ooh. would be Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Wash your mouth out. I know it's dirty. No. It's dirty. But he's a fan of the synth. And I think he could like <laughs> I think he could bring the eighties back into the rest of this musical. I did think listening <laughs> to it again, I was like, there are parts of Phantom that are more eighties than this than the parts of this score. I had exactly is, the same thought. Yeah. I was like, okay, if the opening of Phantom so is So maybe more you're onto something. <laughs> but, but I hate I don't like that. it. I don't like um, it. also guys, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber has TikTok. It is the most horrendous <laughs> thing I've ever done to my eyes, but I can't stop doing it. Well now <laughs> I have to get it. As the TikTok <laughs> I'll show it to you later. It's so funny. <laughs> Let's get back on track talking about the show. Um I if we were talking about, in inverted commas, fixing it, is there something to be gained from... It sounds like we either need to embrace its 80s-ness and really place it back there. Oh, yeah. And, and play up to it even a little yeah. bit more. Or do we update it entirely? No, thank you. Does it work? I don't know no, about updating you. the show itself in terms of, like, dramaturgically actually moving it in time. I do think there's something interesting musically about the sound. Like, where do you place the sound? Does it date it even more by really going into the 80s? But like you said, half the score already is kind of there. So Mm. I don't know how you fix it. I also think part of it is we need to like, and this is sort of very current as well, but, you know, it's a show that's really about something much bigger than the actual narrative and in terms of the journey of the individual characters. And I think focusing on that a bit more um, I, within the thematic of the show and so speaking to that a bit more and decentralising kind of the male narratives yeah. in the – in you know, there's yeah. some pretty yeah. problematic stuff in the show. Um, there is. But also there's some really interesting – storylines for some of the smaller characters and particularly for the women in the show yeah. and yeah. things like learning to be silent like what what a topical song that was written in the 90s that actually couldn't be more relevant in the me too era yeah. so Absolutely. you know how do we really make that hit the audience yeah in a new pop way, a little bit more rather than feeling like the ballad that you skip on the album and i think i i often take issue when um like a movie to musical thing is made and they bring it into the now because it's going to date 2011 movie (laughs) (laughs) because it's going to talk about the 2011 movie irregardless it's going to date so it is hard embrace the i guess the era it was created that would be my impulse too yeah. is keep keep it where it is it's Plus, a cult classic and imagine and the leave costumes. it there yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. the hair oh my god oh, 80s that, hair oh the eyeshadow <laughs> okay um i i just want to throw out um this little tidbit that i found about dean pitchford um who who really loves this this show oh yeah he does (laughs) he really loves this story he really loves how it was written um he loves everything about it but he's actually got a bit of pedigree behind him even though I've never heard his name until I went looking for it um he was a started off as a performer and he did Godspell with Stephen Schwartz and started working on Mm -hmm. composition after that and has written with Stephen Schwartz Alan Menken Peter Allen 
he um, he collaborated on the music for Fame for well, the film there for it is. Fame that makes a lot of sense <laughs> and then did Footloose um, after which he then um, wrote an opening ceremony number with Marvin Hamlish of, oh, wow. of oh. Forest Line Fame so you know for the Olympics in 1984 which is the same year that um, the film came out I think I know that song so he's He's the one who found the the story and yeah. started the whole Footloose thing going. He um, he he got quite excited about it all and got into uh, he can do anything sort of mode. And he tried directing. He was directing Uh-oh. film for a bit and it didn't work out. <laughs> and it wasn't until then that he sort of gave up on that and allowed um, Carol Schwartz, which is also a familiar name that I can't quite pick from where. I think maybe she's a producer. Um, to convince him to do Footless for the stage. Footless. Footless. Footless for the stage. But amazingly, then, they they got the team back together. So um, Tom Snow, who had written the music, much of the music before. Yeah, um, Let's Hear It For The Boy, came, and got Oscar nominated. Yeah, and came back into it. Um, it did quite well. I mean... It did. On on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah, like it, 737 it did, performances yeah. and, you know, and, and I mean, the original cast, I mean, Jennifer Laura Thompson was the original um, Ariel who we now know from Dear Evan Hansen. I think she was one of the first Glinda replacements. Mm. Um, she's uh, Connor's mum in, in Dear Evan Hansen and um, people like Matt Morrison were in it at one point. Like I think, it, you know, yeah. or Faye was um, I think the first replacement Rusty. And like it definitely was one of those shows I think that like lots of cool people kind of came through and got to um, it did earn have, their chops on a little bit, you know. It did have a lot of cast changes though. It, yes. It didn't, um, you know, just make a big name of one person and then let it go. Um, but it, it didn't run particularly long and um, was – Let's say snubbed at the Tonys. Um, it was nominated for Just book, score, um, actress and choreography. You'd expect it to be yes. nominated for choreography. No wins and um, no wins for any of the other um, awards. So its critical reception was mixed. And this feels like a great time to throw to Julie. Do yeah. you have a bad review with Julie? I do. I do. Um, it's a three-star review by Jules Sanderson, written on the 17th of May, 2017. Uh, this is broadwaybaby.com. <laughs> broadwaybaby.com. Broadway. 2017, so we're talking about the – what are we Ooh, talking the about? The London Revival? Great question. Don't know the answer. Uh, da, 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 da. I actually don't know the answer. A mysterious That's my guess, revival. the London Revival. It, look, it could even be an amateur production. For all I know. Well, let's hear what Jules has to say, Jules. Jules has some some thoughts. Um, So in the beginning of this review, she talks about it's really hard to not come to the theatre of a show, um, of Footloose, well, a a performance performance of Footloose, (laughs) without having preconceived notions of what this show should be. Fair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Right from the start, a general sense of unease dodged the performance. Perhaps it was nerves... But the opening song was shaky and the cast seemed unsure of themselves. What mm. should have been a big showy number to set the tone for the rest of the production unfortunately never quite hit. Thankfully, the cast relaxed a little in the first half and progressed and eased the audience along with them. But the bad first impression is hard to recover from. Ooh. Well, that sounds like not so much the show's problem as that production to me. It is a long opening. I was say, it is an odd opening it number was, two. I it doesn't... drove somewhere today and I was like, how have I not finished the first song yet? <laughs> 
because it's actually two songs. So we get the whole transition of the setup of um, the McCormack's coming from Chicago and moving and arriving and all of that happens in the first number. And so. we start with our biggest number too. You know, you start, which I guess is that element of otherwise you're going to be waiting for Footloose, the song, the whole time. So they kind of get it out of the way a little bit. Can you imagine? Ah, not done yet. <laughs> but then they also kind of give away their best number straight away at the beginning. And there's also some weird stuff about the fact that, like, characters from the town, like the three girls who are sort of Ariel's best friends, are the ones having to sing the solos in Chicago which has never really made any sense. Are they actually themselves? Are they different? Like dramaturgically, there's some like really big questions at the beginning as well. And you're yeah. like, I've ne- and I've not really seen anyone, including the production deal I was with in, it well. deal with it particularly well. It's just like, well, they're the belters, so we need them to sing the cool, you know, three. And I love me a <laughs> three-part girl harmony. Right? That's the reasoning. Of, yeah. There is a fair bit of, of that. that in there. Anyway, oh, um, we'll, we'll talk about who we want to sing that three-girl how many in um in a bit but first we're going to talk about lessons learned here's a little bit of music what did footloose the musical teach us oh well the most obvious one has to be that dancing is not a crime surely Yes. Unless you currently live in the state of Queensland. Well, (laughs) in which case it's frowned upon. But I think that's so much bigger than obviously this idea, which is that outlawing dancing itself seems very archaic and silly. But creative expression in Mm. itself being something, I said, you know, that's either demonic, you know, like Mm -hmm. to take it to the far end of the scale. Or that people who are creative and need that kind of outlet are perhaps don't have the same kind of morals you know this I think it's it really starts to ask this question and I think you know we're dealing with that right now this polarization of left and right yeah I've just asked a lot of questions of myself <laughs> uh-oh what does dancing metaphorically mean yeah. to you? Julie's great with metaphors oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, so bad so bad um th- so it's a big question and I think that in the book it's not inherently there that's what I mean about sometimes the thematic stuff that but it is actually in the story of Footloose and this idea of a town that decides to outlaw dancing to stop its young Mm. people from being hurt instead of dealing I mean the fact is that those you know in the story those young people would drink driving instead of dealing with the drink driving portion of things we actually which is a harder thing we actually go well let's just stop them having a dance then they can't be out at all so that can't you know problem solved <laughs> they'll oh, just dear. sit at home and arts and craft or something quiet and safe because yeah. yeah. drinking at home is not a thing no by yourself no. in the bath no. <laughs> anyway we're learning a little too much about julie today <laughs> julie did you learn any lessons from Fort um look i learned that maybe 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 sometimes Andrew Lloyd Webber might be the right man. Look, I don't know. Maybe no. Jesus Christ, superstar. There's always look. Jesus Christ, superstar. I don't hate. I don't hate it. Maybe, maybe. If someone gave me tickets to see it tonight, I'd be like, oh, cool. Can I go looking like a homeless person? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, in COVID, you absolutely. Yeah, true, true, true. Because I'm wearing slippers. I also learned that there's a rhyme for the word Ecclesiastes, which I think is quite a feat, which they put in the song Dancing is Not a Crime. And I just think that Maybe they were doing that just to show off. 
Well, it's the whole thing is that he uses the Bible then, uses all these Bible verses to prove to the town council that actually dancing is okay and that it's yeah. um, something the Bible would approve of. Yes. And so, yeah, then he raps essentially, which is great. How um, did I miss that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, it's a whole thing. There was a thing about the I rap. I definitely missed oh, yeah. that. What and then is that in? It's called Dancing is Not a Crime. Maybe it's the one I skipped. No, they cut the rap. They cut down. it in, the, yeah, and yeah. they cut it in the most recent one. So, um, but in in the original version of the show, and yeah, he they rhyme it with he says Ecclesiastes, and then he says the word nasty, nasties. Hey, yeah, I know. I skipped. I think that's a feat, and I think yeah. that's really you got to have some guts yes. to put that out there. Yes, you do. I think I skipped. <laughs> still rocking. Oh, I heard the beginning of that. I was like, no, I'm done. That no it's matter how good Hunter Foster is, he can't make you want to listen to that song. <laughs> it's sung by Cowboy Bob, and I think that right there is a good enough reason. <laughs> uh, other lessons? Mm, no, nah, I'm out. Um, um, sometimes the you know the new kid in town can can bring a fresh perspective, something yeah, new. True. You can you learn, learn specifically from you can learn something musical? from someone new. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The importance of fresh perspective. That's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff in Mama Says too, which is like literally, you know. Oh, I do like Mama Says. Yeah, you know, once you drive up a mountain, you can't back down. Yeah. Like there's a whole bunch of lessons that we learn in that. You yeah. can, but then you can't see where you're going. Yeah. You're completely out of control. and You probably crash and it'll all go terribly wrong. I mean, you can. If you're on a paved road, you can back down. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be It's not going to be fun. The oh. mountain is a metaphor, Julie. Pr- yes. Yeah, so once, yeah. once you've committed <laughs> to climbing something, you should try and finish it. Yeah. Particularly if you're doing it for other people, which I think Ooh, is the That's idea. a good lesson. Yeah. I like that lesson. I'm going to take that lesson. We, we all will. Um, any more? Uh, young people, you know, it's, I mean, it's not the only musical, but that idea that adults should be listening to young people and letting them have a little bit more self-determination Sometimes, in their yes. lives. Yeah. A la Spring Awakening. You know, it's not the yeah. only show Sometimes that Sometimes the youths that. have a point. <laughs> we need the to youth. listen to the youth. The youth. Um, the darling youths. That's, they're the main ones, I think. They're the big ones. There's just lots of silly ones, like don't drink hot coffee when you're lying down in bed. Oh. Uh, that sort of thing. I which is a really, Which is really good practical advice. I mean, it is, but I still do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What's wrong with you? You need to go home and watch Footloose and learn some things, Julie. <laughs> okay. But first, we have to do the Dreamcast segment, so we're going to do that, okay? Okay. time to dream cast. Oh, no. <laughs> Julie loves it when I add extra songs. Oh, all about it. All right. There's lots of fun things we could do with Footloose. Mm-hmm. Um, who wants to go first? For Darren, some reason, I've got Norm Lewis as the reverend. I, that kind Norm of popped into my Lewis. head. I really Google Norm Lewis. Oh, you definitely. I am thinking of Norman Gunston Lewis. and that's a different person. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Norm Lewis. Oh, adorable. Yes. Yeah, and then maybe with Audra McDonald as Vi. I was just looking at a picture of them both thinking. Producer Zane will be very happy. I don't know how we could ever convince them to do this show. (laughs) It's a little bit, let's not say beneath them, perhaps, yeah, even just creatively, not a... beneath them (laughs) would be the right terminology. Well, once Andrew 
Lloyd Webber does his pass on well, the score, right. it'll be great. Um, but I do think Audra singing Can You Find It In Your Heart would just be exquisite and the nuance they would at bring least to it. Would then that tone would make sense coming out of Audra. I'll, she can sing as legit as she wants, but I won't let it pass for anyone. <laughs> I was like, not in this musical, people. <laughs> but that's a, surely that's a, a character-driven choice to give those characters that it's style so of Music. blunt i think you're right yeah. though they either have to like lean into it even more yes. and be like cool the adults are gonna like the adults are all different legit style, yeah but it's a little bit half done yeah, yeah. But half that, so let's make them go all the way and then audra's just gonna <laughs> oh but oh, norman's such a delight to look at look at him. he's just he's gorgeous. gorgeous yeah <laughs> and so, who will play their daughter Mm. Part of me wanted Ariana DeBose, I think. Sonny oh my Taylor. goodness! I thought you were going to say Grande. I almost slapped you. <laughs> I was like, no, no, don't slap me. No, no, we'll, we'll <laughs> she can, she can um, stay in her Hairspray Live world, and we'll just leave oh, that where God, it is, or whatever awful. she did. Um, no, I think Ariana, who was uh, in Bring It On and is, plays the Bullet in Hamilton, um, is about to play Anita in the West Side Story uh-huh. remake that's coming out. So uh-huh. can definitely dance, gorgeous voice. Um, so she could be amazing. Oh but, yeah, she pretty too. Yeah, she's yeah. she's beautiful. Or you kind of cast it much younger, and you know, and for me, even someone like a Courtney Monsma, who's an Australian mm. but about to play Anna, for me, I think she would oh, kill yes. something like that. So yes, yes, yes. Um, she would love. Yeah, I, th- I think with the young people too, you kind of want people a little bit more unknown because um, it's a real chance to find and like develop yeah, yeah. talent, obviously. So for me, that's the same with Ren almost sort of want it to be someone we don't know yet and you discover someone in order Let's to find Let's discover them. them through a show like So You Think You Can Dance. <laughs> well, Let's have a special competition show run by oh. Andrew Lloyd Webber <laughs> and we'll have everybody vote on who gets to play Maria. Freak. I mean, um, yes. Ran in Footloose. Well, and or someone like Zeke Power maybe who was on The Voice last year. Like there's definitely so much amazing talent around um, that think, we would be able to find. I think in all realistic sense, you would want young, new, fresh talent. That's yeah. that would that's the energy you want. And you can't really I don't know, you don't want to put someone up there and say this is Kevin Bacon. You want something completely exactly right. new. Geriatric footloose. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Cool. The aged um, care version is happening. Yeah. If age didn't matter, um, I would love to see um, – I I've, I really love this guy, Jeffrey – I'm just going to say his name wrong, Schechter. Don't know? Um, I fell in love with him in Every Little Step, which is the a Chorus Line Revival casting documentary. Yes. And he plays Mike. And he just has this great energy about him and really reminded me characteristically oh, yeah. of that and the way he moved and and um, was really great. I also musically was hearing a bit of um, Bonnie and Clyde-esque Jeremy Jordan. I think there's a little bit of that there. I think Skylar Aston too, actually, mm. musically, kind of has that same sort of uh, tone and sound. But again, it's They're like the dance. Yeah, <laughs> we we can old? we can discover someone, guys. It's that simple. <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll just do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, you mentioned uh, Jennifer Laura Thompson before. Yes, I didn't know that she had played Ariel, but I had her down to play her mum. Which would be very, very cool. Yeah. And we can get Rachel Bay Jones, who was also to the other mother Ethel. in um, Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Because um, I would, I just want to hear them sing Learning to be Silent together. You Done. know who else I want to hear sing Learning to be Silent together? No, I You're don't. You're going to have to mind it to me if you don't know the names. 
Patty Lapone and, and Bernadette Peters. Ah. <laughs> That's a war you've just started there. There was just a moment where I was listening to that song where I thought, this needs a patty. I just don't believe that those two women have ever been silent, though. Like, I just, I would really find it difficult. That's why the song would have so much more presence, you know? Yeah, you raise a good point. (laughs) They'd be terrible in the roles. They shouldn't do the show. It's fine. (laughs) However. I just want to hear them sing the song. (laughs) We'll we'll get them to do that special concert yeah, in yeah. the shower yeah, that we're doing. Great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fine. Done. Good. I would also love to see someone like an like in the rusty role, which is the best friend of Ariel, who sings "Let's Hear It for the Boy" and sort of needs an insane, um, you know, top kind of whistle tone thing going on. I'd love to almost see someone like Alex Newell, who um, was on Glee, was um, was uh, the goddess of the earth in "Once on This Island." Um, is in Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Mm. Oh yeah, I so, see. So like, you I can actually gender going. bend that role a little bit or make it a non-binary. Yeah. Like, there's no reason yeah, yeah. that Ariel's best friend has to be a girl. No, Rusty um, sounds ambiguous. Yeah, well, and someone you know with an insane voice who just nails. I just, I think there's a lot of ways as well to this show has generally been cast quite traditionally and ge- you know with a very white centric lens. And I think there's a lot it of ways sound it. And there's That's no so there's weird. no need for it to be that way yeah. at all. Um, this story can be applicable to anyone from any background. So I think there's a lot of interesting things, not for the sake of it, but just to open the um, idea of who could fit into these roles. Yeah, sounds great. Let's do it. Cool. Done. Submissions open next week. All right, great. <laughs> we'll be doing it on the Gold Coast. <laughs> um, are we ready to move on? Have we cast all – oh, wait. Where's Zach? Oh, how could we forget? Oh, well, clearly he's in his. He'd village. be a great Ren. He'd oh, yeah. Zach be Willard because he do, like he can. He doesn't have to dance as much. He doesn't even have to sing one Zach song. Can dance, well, Zach can me. dance. But that's the whole point: is that he can pretend not to, and then uh-huh, he has to uh-huh. like at the end be awesome. Turn it on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Great. I, f- I do feel weird talking about him when he's so close. Like it's just. He's just so close at the moment. So does that. Rumour has it. Oh, he's... Zach, if well, you're listening. confirmed. <laughs> that hey, he's Zach. hanging out in Byron Bay with... Um, who else? Lots of famous people live in with Byron the Bay. The Hemsworths. Hemsworths. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Great place to hey, chill Zach. down Well, there. our creative development can happen next week then also. <laughs> <laughs> um, producer Zane really wants to hit the button on some music. Here it is. <laughs> top five lists are we going to put Footloose the musical on it's a really tricky this this is definitely top five Kevin Bacon movies turned (laughs) musical I've done it well done she's done it it might be the top all right great (laughs) it's definitely um I look forward to some more to fill out that list I feel like it is one of the top five this is very niche but integrated scores in terms of sort of an existing jukebox score with original score combined. There's not many of those that aren't a proper jukebox. (laughs) No, but there's like, are there even five of them? So. Oh, yeah, potentially. (laughs) Dirty dancing? We find this a lot. It was pretty bad. It doesn't exist. Oh, wait, here's an example. Here's an example. (laughs) Dirty dancing. Muriel's Wedding still has some of the original score in it. I think Muriel's Wedding is definitely the top. It's got ABBA still in it. Yeah. Um, Most things are yeah. like standard jukebox. They're either one or the other. Yeah. And this is actually blending it. 
in a very strange way because... And I would still say it would be in my top five, regardless. I think that there's We're a allowed lot to have personal top fives, yeah. which is <laughs> the good thing. There's Comes in handy. Julie's sticking to that story. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot in there. There's a lot of meat there that's not being explored. <laughs> top, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Producer Zane says top five shows with a body part in the title. <laughs> oh, Ooh, fill out the list. Legs Diamond. A new brain. Ooh, a well new done. brain. Legs Diamond. It's to be something with hands in it. Uh, urine. Oh, no. That's Does just hairspray a, count? A bodily, Does a bodily fluid count? <laughs> fluid count as a body part. Hairspray. Hair. 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 Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Oh, we are good at this list. Great list. <laughs> um, if you can think of any more, um, feel free to, you know, comment on our Let us know. Socials. Let us know. There's probably billions of them that we're not even thinking of. Mine are all like very personal, like top five shows I want to direct, those sorts of things. So I would. I want you to direct this show. I, I love seeing a show that I do not connect with at all done well enough for me to go, actually, you know what? I got it. And it's a really big thing to me to be able to turn something around and say you know, and that's, I feel like that's the director's job. You take something that is, is written have, down on a piece of paper and you have to translate it for the audience to understand and if it can't take that step you haven't done your job awful so. awful feeling that's going to happen to me with Hamilton once I watch it we can't make any judgments yet I Julie know, but I, I feel like I'm going to watch it and be like I get it now I love it oh, <laughs> I'm just going to stay so silent because I don't like giving people opinions on Hamilton I want them to form yeah. their own opinion it's really important oh I'll form one <laughs> I'll form it I'm excited good. to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I think it's a good learning show too. I feel like it's like one of those, maybe not particularly for high school age people. To, yeah, Footloose, Footloose. <laughs> yeah, let's see the high school cast of Hamilton. Let's get that happening. Um, no, it does, Footloose does get done in schools a lot. It's quite a good learning show because yeah. it, it has a breadth of ages um, and you know, they're, but they're playing age-appropriate stuff. You know, it's not sort of watching a high school production of Follies or something. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, high school production of Rant. Them. Yeah, and you do need like you need triple threat, like you know. But then yeah. you can also have the dancing ensemble and the sing- like. It's actually quite, and it is a really fun show to be a part of. Yeah. So for it, me, it's one of those like top five high school shows that you could get, particularly that have high school characters in it. Yes. Again, quite yeah. niche. We have to get very specific. No, no, that's not, I totally get that. You've got this, High School Musical, Hairspray. There's others. Bye Bye Birdie. Be More Chill. Grease? I don't know. Grease. I don't know if I love Grease, though. I like, mean, Hulk, a lot of people for high sc- one. So, like, Hulk. for high schoolers to play Grease, sure they can do it, but, like, is Maybe it fun for the audience? It. Yeah, no, it's... No, no. Look, just I give them that. Honk. It's good, clean duck fun. <laughs> I love a bit That's of That's one with fun. animals. Top five with animals. Yeah. <laughs> Any more for Footloose? Oh, nah. Maybe no. just like top five. It is what it is. Like iconic fun shows. Top five shows adapted from 1988 movies. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> it does get the Musical. easier, the more yeah. specific you are. Transferred from 1984 releases starring yeah, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Well, we've nailed it now. I don't think we can do better than that. So I'm um, Drop the mic. Uh, yeah. Are you ready to drop the mic? Are we done? Are we cool? I think that's Are we it. chill? Yeah. That's it. Anything else you want to just throw out there right now about Footloose? Five, just give it another four. go. Okay. That's my. Well, I'll wait for you to direct it and then I will give it another yeah, go. Yeah, come Producer. to my site specific version in Ooh. 2021 or something. Yeah. Okay. Producer Zane has a last minute submission for top fives. And that would be top five rec- recognizable title numbers. 
Ah, yes. Zane loves to say the word titular. (laughs) I know, so why didn't I get that? (laughs) Where's my titular? Footloose. The titular song from Footloose based on Footloose. Yeah, go for it. Top five yelling um, under a train scenes. Yeah, see? This and Stella. And Cabaret. Oh, and Cabaret. I think there's one in this list, by the way. (laughs) Who knew there were so many top fives? Um, anyway, thank you very much for coming on today, Emma. Thank Did you, you have a great me. time of talking course. about Footloose? Yeah. As if you wouldn't, because Footloose is amazing, <laughs> I hear. Uh, do you have anything going on at the moment you want to plug? No, COVID life. Oh. Plug you know, COVID life. Post, post yeah. COVID? I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not either. I'm, no. No, I'm, um, yeah, developing a lot of projects and... I've uh, got a few creative developments happening. So watch this space. Okay, I will. I will. I'm going to watch all the spaces. Thank you very much for giving me the heads up on that. Um, Julie, do you have anything you want to plug just, you know, while we're here? Um, I mean, you could listen to this podcast. Oh, you're already doing it. Um, listen to the other ones. You can listen to the other ones and you can find on that's not canon productions.com. Sure can. Or maybe just that's not canon.com. I think we have both that's of those canon. addresses now. Yeah. That's fancy, how fancy. that's how fancy we are. Got the yeah. money, you know. Yeah, All just sweet, sweet <laughs> money. <laughs> that's sweet, sweet podcast money. Um we actually don't, but if you want to give us some, you can do that at patreon.com. Appreciated. Another, another web address we like to throw out there. When we get just a couple, maybe like uh, just a couple more. Like I, we only need like two of you guys to to sign sign up for our Patreon and we'd have Zane dancing the Necronomicon. Yeah, we're pretty close. We're, we're, we're very close. Uh, maybe if everyone who's listening, I'm I'm directing this to you. To you, specifically. Probably be- become a Patreon so we can see that. Yeah, that'd be happen. great. Just you. I only need you. Um, And when and it does happen, we won't be posting it on our other socials. No, um, it's just Patreon. Where you can find us on Facebook at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. On Twitter, at Musicals Teach Me. I'm pretty sure our Insta is the same. Um, uh, You can only find that that Necronomicon video on Patreon. That's it. That's it. So you have to do it. Yeah. Um, Even if you emailed us at musicalstaughtmepodcast at gmail.com, we wouldn't send you the link. Our producer is getting so excited to end this show. (laughs) You just keep talking. I'm not going to talk anymore, but I am going to thank Emma one more time. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Miranda. Thank me, Miranda. Thanks, producer Zane, for pushing our buttons today. I'm sorry I pushed too many of yours. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hello all you beautiful people, I'm Jared, and I'm the host with the most of That Random Podcast. Have you ever wondered what nurses do when they aren't saving lives, or what DJs do when they aren't spinning decks? Each week, me and a guest, and along with you, the listener, will dissect and look deep into these types of topics. It's heartfelt, funny, and filled with (laughs) OMG moments. But I won't tell you any. You'll have to come and listen for yourself. Just search That Random Podcast and have fun listening. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 